0: So here it is, our first English-language helium talk. We recorded this in the morning before the opening of our group show, The Jaunt. I spoke to Jorun Smaitz, the founder of this wonderful art project. The Jaunt is based in Copenhagen and sends artists on trips to destinations they haven't been before, without an agenda or a briefing, simply to get inspiration and hopefully discover new things. Jeroen and I talked about the concept and the mission of the jaunt and the fascination of this truly international project. We talk about artists that we both share an interest in, about making and selling print editions, and of course our joint exhibition here at Helium Cowboy, that features work by Highland Mather, Morky, aka Corleone, Christian Texera, Tim Biscop, Laura Berger, Vincent de Boer and Troy Lovegates. Well, Troy's work hadn't made it to Hamburg when we had this talk. It was still stuck in customs, and unfortunately, we had to install this exhibition without it at first. Helium Talk. Helium Talk. I hope you like the English version of Helium Talk. I'm not a native speaker, and listening to the interview, I recognized some things that I have to work on for the upcoming podcast. But hey, this is our debut, and while I still cannot pronounce his name properly, Jeroen Smaitz has been a fantastic guest for this premiere. Of course, we'll also continue to do German podcasts. But as I said before, I'm curious in hearing the stories of so many people still, that language cannot be in the way. Next on here will be Björn Holzweg in German. And that one will be followed by another English Helium Talk with Highland Mather, an artist from the United States and the owner of Undenken Gallery, which is located in Amsterdam, and whom I spoke to in the morning after the opening of the John Show. Helium Talk. Helium Talk. Right at the beginning, let's get this thing out of the way with the name, right? <laughs> yeah, just you know. my Dutch name, yeah, your yeah. real name,
1: the one. My 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 <laughs> Dutch name is Jeroen Smeets. It's uh,
0: unpronounceable in any other language than Dutch. Yeah, so uh, I will not use it <coughs> unless I'm. We we'll figure out I can I can actually uh, I can actually uh, pronounce it very well when I say it in an angry way, right? Yeah, your your angry Jeroen is uh, is good. <laughs> well, we're in early morning, and even though it's uh, actually it's actually a day to be very angry. I'm not angry at you. Yeah, Good. I'm of, glad to hear that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not a happy morning when I uh, read the news this morning. Yeah. Well. yeah.
0: All right, that's um <clears throat> political podcast we do in um, next year, I think. Yeah. Let's uh, For say now that. it's like um, I've uh, I've invited you here to Helium Cowboy to the gallery to do a show with your project The Jaunt, mm-hmm. which is in a nutshell sending artists to their Favourite destinations or a destination they want to go N- to?
1: Not, yeah, not per se their favourite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we send artists to places where they don't know anything about or they don't even know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a place that they've never been to before. Um, and the aim of the trip is always just to, to find new inspiration. That's there, There's no agenda, there's no briefing. We just uh, book a ticket and book a accommodation and the
0: artist does whatever he or she wants to do. But, but they pick... The artist picks the, the 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 location, or do you, um, use, you make sometimes?
1: Suggestions? Yeah, we make suggestions. They come with suggestions, and then like some artists already pick places we've been to before. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, okay. it's always in conversation. Sure. We never send a, an artist to a place they absolutely do not want to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: and then they bring back well inspiration, but in the form of a print. Yeah, once the artist is uh, back and they um, create an artwork, which we
1: produce uh, prints of. Yeah. And sometimes it depends on the artist. Sometimes the artist works on location already and, and starts painting or drawing right away. And sometimes they, they wait until they come back to their studio to, to
0: create their work. And so that
1: differs. So, and, uh,
0: and the print is. Um is basically financing for the trips or? Yeah,
1: so how we do it actually is we uh, we announce that uh, in three or four weeks' time we're sending an artist to a, a destination and then uh, people can uh, order the print already at sight unseen. So you don't know what the print's going to look like, you only know which artist is going where and then by um, ordering the print you're supporting the trip, you're supporting the artist going on the trip and that's how we fund the whole project. How do you find the artists? Um, a lot uh, in the beginning it all went through my own network and artists that I had worked with before and, and um, I think the general line is always artists that I admire for their work and or their person um, and um, I, I try to keep it to or try explaining it as that I see all the artists have to share the same creative energy mm-hmm. um, while also still working in a lot of different styles. In bottom line is, I always like the artist and would like an artwork
0: from them up on my wall. So, but it's not tied to any kind of uh, art scene or art movement or style or.
1: No, not particularly. I think a lot share sort of a do-it-yourself background, either from
0: just homeschooled
1: like mm-hmm. illustration kind of stuff, yeah. or more coming more from a graffiti and street background. Uh, but it's not a, 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 a given. It's that's not a criteria.
0: How, how long is, uh, is this project going on and how many artists did you send out on trips? We started in 2013, so
1: five years ago. It's been running for five years now. And we have sent 43 artists on trip. Our next one is going in a week and a half. Number 44. When you say we, you mean... The royal eye, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that here all the time. <laughs> we at Helium Cowboy. Me and the other me's. <laughs> <niece. laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: but I think that's, um, it's basically, I, I you know, I, you, 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 we met, you came in here last year when we did our exhibition in yeah. and you introduced the project to me. Um, and we actually, we shared a few artists that we've yeah. worked with, like David Schillinglon, mm-hmm. Andrea One. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was some kind of connection, and then we quickly decided to present the project here in in Hamburg uh, with originals of uh, mm-hmm. a selection of artists. Um, but I think that's that's uh, that's the the connection that I am personally always looking for in in art is there's uh, there's somebody who has has a good idea mm-hmm. and uh, he pushes it through um, basically against often against common sense. Um, at least from a you know I don't know financial sense. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, and then after you know sort of a while, it becomes this. Uh, yeah, it becomes a uh, this 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 very valuable thing for 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 an art scene that um, they that can only you know sort of live through new ideas uh, mm-hmm. and other ideas. And uh, me personally, I'm exploring ideas outside of the gallery context. Uh, you know, sort of basically since I've started it, because I never course. started as a, yeah. as a normal gallery. But this travel, um, the idea was sending artists on these trips, uh, like uh, like on short residencies. Yeah, it's kind of sort of mini residencies. Yeah, super yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah and uh, and you just came up with the idea because you like to travel and you like arts, or?
1: Well, I I come from a background where I work with uh, art projects and and galleries myself as well. And mm-hmm. then before that, I was uh, working as editor in chief of a skateboard culture magazine from the Netherlands. Okay, what was um, it called? It was called Reload magazine. Um, And then back there is where I really started working together Mm -hmm. with artists in a commercial (laughs) way. Like we always had an artist on the cover of the magazine. So I would start briefing artists and also interviewing a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. And um, especially when then, back then I was doing a lot of interviews and for different magazines. And um, the conversation of travel just always came up and... um, Either artists just came back from a trip and were really inspired and, and made a whole new body of work because of that, or they were longing to go on the trip mm-hmm. and, and but didn't have the finances to do so. Um, so that just sat in the back of my head, and I think just talking with a lot of different people about it. Crowdfunding just came about on, on art-related projects. Mm-hmm. Before it was a lot of like tech projects, and now it was more coming into the art scene as well. Um, so yeah put all of that together, and then I think I sat on the idea for like a year, close to a year, before we actually like tied the knot and, and started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the very first trip, I worked with a good friend of mine who had exhibited before, and um, we actually we only sent it out to friends and family because I had no clue if people were going to buy artwork that had not been made yet, and they yeah. didn't know what it was going to look like. But we were very fortunate to, um, sell, sell, that, to sell out right away we sold all 50 prints of the first trip. Okay. Who was the first print? Uh, there was Headoff, off uh, or off as he says as it himself. And um he um yeah, he's a good friend of mine from the Netherlands, from Breda. Mm-hmm. And um he's actually just been on a second trip um like two months ago. And um yeah, we've been running ever since. So artists might go on
0: second trips?
1: Yeah, we started that last year, calling it a John Alumni Trip, because I mean, we've worked with over 40 artists now, oh. and some of them um, have really grown and are doing uh, amazing things. And, and I really like to work with them again. Um, so why not? Yeah, so we started doing that John Alumni Project. And, um, and in that project, we, actually, we send artists on a trip without them knowing where they're going. So I'll book a ticket for them. And they have that's no right. clue where they're gonna go on the on the day that they're leaving, they'll be able to open up an envelope and oh, get yeah. instructions on oh, cool, which yeah. gate to go to and, <laughs> and where they're gonna go and where they're gonna stay. Yeah. has anyone ever complained? No, luckily not. No. <laughs> but we've only done that like three times now. Yeah. This 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 John London, alumni yeah. format. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's in a way like also having done fifty tr- or like 40 plus trips. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the future I'll only do John alumni sort of trips where we have trips where artists don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of trust for from the artist side towards me, especially artists that I've never worked with. Yeah. So for now it works with the alumni artists because they know that I'll provide for a good trip and they'll have a good time.
0: It's definitely a nice, ent- uh, nice concept too, you know, if you think what a good place for these artists could be. Sometimes it may not be a fit, though. Um, no, and and that's, like,
1: I personally think even if you're in a place where it's going to be really boring, maybe, mm. or you're not going to enjoy it, I mean, it'd still be inspirational. Yeah. It won't be happy, happy inspiration, but, I mean, still inspiration. Yeah, that's true, but and I mean...
0: Then- you know, but that's probably a very rare case where you send somebody to a place where he has nightmarish uh, memories. You know, but then you could still cancel. You could know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can still make an artwork out of that. Yeah, of course, yeah, sure. So. But the question is whether you want to do. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, you just mentioned a couple of artists. Um, I think both of the artists that are on are on your website, uh, thejohn.net, where you can find all these trips. Um, a lot of these artists are known. You know, and um, but some of them, of course, have, you know, probably also grown in the past years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are artists that you think were kind of not highlights in terms that you have, you make a, this artist is better than the other, but uh, in terms of that they've, you know, going on to make big careers. In that sense. Um, are you on the way, you know, so I'm not saying yeah, John I think- was the trigger. <laughs>
1: Well, I wouldn't want to call the jaunt the trigger for any artist and, yeah. and for anybody's career, but I've, I think in that light that Colin van der Sluis, a Dutch mm-hmm. artist from Maastricht,
0: is... Um, so great you can pronounce all these names, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. some Colin background. Colin van der Sluis.
0: You're originally from the Netherlands yeah. and you live
1: in Copenhagen, Copenhagen nowadays. So. Yeah. But um, he... He's been working a lot and a long time as as an artist, mm-hmm. and um, over the last few years, like it seems like all the puzzle pieces has fallen together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been showing a lot with the gallery called Vertical Gallery in Chicago, mm-hmm. where we've done a group show as well a couple of years ago. And um, I think he's like the shows that he had there have all been sold out shows, and um, I think he's doing really well. Um, and and I'm just glad that we've been able to work together with him while he's
0: while these puzzle pieces were falling yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We Also you have some of the, you know, I mean David Chillinglow is quite well known. Tim Biscoop that we're having mm-hmm. in this show actually is quite well known. Actually with David I'm happy that he's not part of this show because he will be part of next group show in May. So. Perfect.
1: He was actually, it was like the first group show that we've done was in Vertical Gallery in Chicago mm-hmm. and he was part of that show. Yeah. So I wanted to bring a new artist. So mm-hmm. unfortunately he didn't Fit the criteria, but uh, he's he's an amazing guy. Actually, I met him two weeks ago in London, yeah. and um, yeah, he's yeah, he's a good guy. Really I good fun account. when he
0: was uh, shown with us in 2015. He'll be great
1: for a podcast because he'll he won't. Yeah, I know, talking. I know. I don't have yeah. to do any work. No, <laughs> I just
0: I just push the button start and then exactly. It goes off. yeah, no, I enjoyed him uh, having him here. Yeah, well, um, uh, you you mentioned that you've uh, already done an exhibition with. Um, With another gallery, John, I think that's a, that's a very nice, that's why I was so easily convinced last year that this Mm -hmm. is a good thing, uh, to present these kind of projects and i think that is could also be part of your 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 prospects and yeah. over the next years to um you know probably i mean it's, probably go on a trip uh have an artist go on a trip and then have an exhibition there yeah. you know at the end of that week
1: or well so. it's it's a little bit difficult with artists and trips because you need to have an artist that is able to produce an
0: x amount of work in in that period of time oh, or no, maybe just that he's there but, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to work for the exhibition, but I think it's a nice thing to just have probably an artist talk at the opening and say, So how was your week? Yeah. You know? But
1: at the same time, I really enjoy and I think the artists enjoy it as well, that the trips that we do, that there isn't there's no agenda, there's mm-hmm. no briefing. And yeah. and I think in that setting Nothing at the end, yeah, it, okay. it works the best that mm-hmm. you find the most inspiration because mm-hmm. there's nothing that you need to do or need to worry about. Some, pe- like some people are good at speaking. Some people are not so good. And then, I don't know, they'd be nervous or worried before. and So I really yeah. enjoy that the trip is just a trip. Mm-hmm. That's it. They don't have to worry about anything. And uh, But at the same time, doing these exhibitions is great because it allows me to show more work than just a print and mm-hmm. uh, more creative output and... Um, and it's also for me the chance to travel because i don't get to go on the trips with the artist. yeah it was just that uh, so, was one uh, of the
0: questions forming in my mind and um, yeah yeah how do you feel with sending everyone off on vacation and you just <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine like i i
1: would love to <laughs> but I, at the same time i'm i'm very okay with not going on sure. 10 trips a year yeah. and and i don't think i'd be i'm sure i'd be welcome but i wouldn't feel welcome i feel like i'd be looking over the shoulder or Plus, if I'm in a place where I've never been, I would want to see things, and that might not be the same as the yeah. artist. So I'd be, I'd be of an influence, mm-hmm. and I just totally, don't want yeah. to be that. What are your uh, preferred travel destinations? Um, well, I, I still would want to go to South Africa mm-hmm. a lot. Um, for whatever reason, Baku in Azerbaijan mm-hmm. has been on my list, because I just don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go back to Seoul in South Korea. Um, yeah. I've only been there once for 48 hours, so. I've been really there once for, or... I
0: think, four days or so, three days, but that's, like, I don't know, so long ago. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, a, it's an amazing
1: place. And actually, we had an artist yeah. who went to Seoul, and um, that was in, he was number 11, so that must have been, like, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually met a girl there, and... They're together now, and he emigrated to Seoul, oh, so yeah. he's living in South Korea. So I guess maybe in, as a in part of an influence on, on an artist, like that might be actually the that's biggest nice one. Story.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah talking of stories, um, that's another good point. You come back, basically all the artists come back, not just with inspiration but also with stories. Do, they, do you? I don't know, we those someplace. Do you, I mean, I know you have a book. So out.
1: The, the artists while they're on the trip, yeah. they keep a travel diary mm-hmm. and uh, we published that online as a blog okay. through mm-hmm. our website and mm-hmm. social media. And then um, back after, or back in 2014, after the first 10 trips, we mm-hmm. published uh, our first book, um, which is a record of the 10 trips that we've done up to then. Mm-hmm. So stories of the artists, interviews with them and sketches of their work mm-hmm. and photos <laughs> that they've taken on their trip. Um, so yeah, I think the storytelling is is another part that really separates our project from other projects because it's such a rich storytelling. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Does um, does every artist have kind of you know stories? Is there sometimes I mean you probably some comes back and says well, you know, I've seen it all. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> everybody has stories. Like yeah. it just again it depends on the person how yeah. they communicate about those stories. Hmm. Like some. Really are very expressive, and and others keep it more to their sketches and and their sketchbook, and they don't talk as much about what they've seen and how they interpret it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on the person. Um, But for me, it's. I think the travel diary is actually one of the most interesting parts now. Like I, I almost see the the prints that they make sort of as like the postcard that they sent back. But yeah. the real magic for me happens on the trip. And I especially have it when an artist goes to a place that I've been to myself as well. Sometimes you see that they've walked down the same street. And then it's very interesting for me to see what they what catches their eye and mm-hmm. and what they take a photo of and like how that's different from what I'm experiencing while we're like in the same location on the same where we've got the same thing in front of us and mm-hmm. it it connects in
0: different ways. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's that's one of the most interesting parts for me, I think now.
0: And uh, there's there could also be a, a political element in the in the trips you choose by I mean or social political element mm-hmm. making uh, creating awareness for certain regions and spaces. Are there? What are the most exotic places uh, you've uh, you had We
1: to... sent one artist to Addis Adaba, the mm-hmm. capital of Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was during Who the... Who was Eith- that? That was Louis Wright, a okay, uh, Dutch, Dutch artist, uh, number 17. Mm-hmm. And he traveled there in the beginning or mid-September, uh, just around the same time that the Ethiopian New Year is. Mm-hmm. So he had the, the New Year... Celebration in Ethiopia there. Um, That was, I think he had an amazing time there. Um, Exotic locations. Um, We've been to like Newfoundland Mm -hmm. in Canada, um, which is like a small island off the east coast of Canada Mm -hmm. um, where Chris and Texera went. Um, We've been, uh, yeah, we've been to so many places by now. We haven't... We haven't been on tropical islands, or we and we've been to one island um, off the coast of Croatia, which is a small island where um, it's like a whole. Uh, basically, the whole island is a nature park. Okay. Um, so the artist was just there enjoying nature, and just he barred, nice. he rented a bike, and just was able to bike around the whole uh, the whole island. We've had another. We've had a lot of artists. Like I think it was last year, we're like. Sp- five or six of the eight trips that we've done were all islands. Mm-hmm. Um, one went to a uh, small island I forgot the name of, but in uh, in Norway is an island with like 500, 600 people living on the island. And the artist loved fishing. His name is Job Walters, mm-hmm. And um, so he wanted to go to a place where he could fish. He brought like his, his fishing rods. What are they? Fish mm-hmm. rods? Fishing yeah, rods? fishing rods, yeah. Um, and um, he put up an ad in the local supermarket mm-hmm. with that he painted himself. And he's like, I would want, I want to go out on the sea and fish. So if anybody has a boat, let me know. And then whatever I catch, you can have yourself. And then he uh, got a call from one of the locals there. who went out that evening. He joined them on the boat and they caught fish and he went home with them and had dinner with them. Nice. And um, I think that was also just an amazing story. I wouldn't call it an exotic location in Norway, but it's not so much about the, the place of the location, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's about the connection with the, with the, with the connection yeah. uh, with the people. and uh, Where did uh, Cleon Peterson go? Uh, Cleon Peterson went to uh, Athens, Greece. Okay. He was uh, always been a big, big fan city. of, never had been. Yeah. Um, and I think his work translated like really, really well from the work that he makes uh-huh. to the connection of Athens, Greece and, and mm-hmm. the, the Roman, the, the, the olden times. Yeah, and looking at his work, I would have.
0: Yeah, expected him to be have, that he traveled Greece a lot. You know. Yeah, no, this was the first time. Yeah, so so.
1: Um, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very happy with that as well. Yeah, when was that? That was trip number twelve. So that was, I think, in January or February mm-hmm. of fifteen, I guess. Okay, so now he's yeah. getting really big. You think you
0: could convince him to take an alumni trip?
1: We've been, we've been talking, um, but there's no dates. That his agenda is so yeah. crazy right That's now true. that it's. I think yeah. if if we were to really have to
0: set a date it have to be like two years it's from an now interesting aspect of artists lives that you know sort mm-hmm. of most artists that we work with or we know and it's kind of like you know uh, there are similar artists that we work with or you know sometimes the same artist that even though art being an artist is actually a very free job where you're mm-hmm. more professional you don't have a fixed schedule that, you know always booked out these days but know. at the same time yeah yeah but at the and same time it.
1: once like mm-hmm. things start happening and and you you're
0: high in demand, mm-hmm. then your agenda can just fill up. Yeah, but even if you're not like so super well known, artists have to you know so sort of do shows all the time, everywhere, and yeah. you know that's uh, that's, uh, that's one of the pressures, but also one of the beautiful things of being an artist, probably. Um, so I think the whole travel idea ties in perfectly uh, into the also into the. Well, education of an artist, and I call this education. No matter if you're 60 as an artist, I mm-hmm. think it's important for me. It is important that artists basically never stop. No, to learn and experience mm-hmm. new stuff. Exactly. I think that's part of uh, of what makes makes a great artist. Yeah. Although, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are artists that have found something that they can continue doing forever, and it still has a lot of. But still, like uh, super attractive. You never should
1: stop educating yourself. Yeah. There's there's always. I think a, a great artist will always have a thirst for knowledge and a thirst for new insights and 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 being able to incorporate that back into his or her work. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So if you're asking an artist, you say, "I want you know, I want you you know, want to take part in a John trip." And then the artist says, "Well, but only stay in five stars hotel and I fly business. Just make a well, very expensive hap- trip." Or <laughs> hasn't happened print. yet. Luckily, <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I mean we don't have the money for that. Yeah. So then that would be the challenge to, to stay at a hostel
0: <laughs> with like in a dorm room. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I just find a place where there's no five star hotel.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I think because like the artist has the like we commun- like we talk and discuss mm. about where to go and how to go and mm. and I also I don't think like we have a set price point like all the prints that we're selling uh, before the trip are always 60 euros okay. and i think the artist that wants to stay in five stars hotels and yeah. fly private they they would never sell prints for 60 euros anymore no, so I, I think right there we're not a match mm-hmm. but if if they will i'm
0: i'm up for the challenge for putting <laughs> them in a in a dorm <laughs> yeah, room okay. hostel i'll send you my i'll send you my travel itinerary <laughs> um, <clears throat> i'll take the wife and kids so <laughs> <laughs> no but um the refinancing of the trips via the the prints. That's uh, I think it's a it's a smart smart concept. But where because selling prints from country to country and from artist to artist is totally different. I think here in Germany we're not necessarily a country where a lot of people, uh, a lot of artists can produce prints and mm-hmm. uh, and make uh, make money off it. Uh, also, we as a yeah. gallery rarely do prints, just on very special occasions. Yeah. Um, so what's what's your clientele? Where do you find the buyers for the prints?
1: I think right now, our most important country is the states. Mm-hmm. I think about fifty percent of everything we sell goes to the states okay. um, taken over a whole year because it depends sure. from artist to artist like but in that sense i I do I am aware of where the markets of the artists are that we work with mm-hmm. and and kind of try to diversify that so we try and sort of cover the whole map mm-hmm. um. But lately I, I have been focusing more on the States because it's I don't know, American people just seem to spend money more easily on a on a print. And it's it's more normal to them where as opposed to in some countries here or even in the Netherlands or maybe here in Germany as well. Like we sell here and sure. and, and like I'm from the Netherlands, so we have a good base there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a different like discussion in their own house, like with maybe with themselves or with their bank account or with their wife or girlfriend, like, should we buy this print for 60 euros? And I I don't know, I feel like Americans are just like, oh, I like it, buy it, boom, done.
0: It's also something that is, I mean, I had this discussion yesterday with Melvin, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, my son, when we were here after we set up the show and everything and we went through uh, the pieces and we both enjoyed the work here and um, and then I said um, something a bit provocative, I said, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, Melvin already has a couple of prints in his in his place for, I think, for a 20-year-old. I think that's, mm-hmm. he already has a decent collection, but that has got to do a lot with his name. Yeah. Melvin, which comes from the Melvins, and that's one of my favorite bands of, in my youth. And so I I started buying him Melvin prints when I could get hold of them. Yeah. Know, so he's got a couple of those. But he's really into prints. And it's an age thing also, because he likes prints. For me, it's like, I like to buy originals. It's, it's, so it's an age print, and, and a budget I, thing as well. What I said yesterday is, like, prints take up too much wall space for me. hmm um, but that collecting, I got a couple of prints here that are never, they're still in the rolls, yeah. You know, That's because some of these prints I just like to collect them, not for a value that they may get, yeah. but there may be an, an opportunity p- to look at them. And uh, sometimes it's just nice I mean, to I've have the, the original. The, I have, the have
1: tons of prints at home that mm-hmm. will probably never be up on the wall, but I still want to have yeah. them because I think they're beautiful or, or because I want to support the artist, and yeah. and yeah, it's a combination. But it's yeah like it's not about resale value or something sometimes you just really want to own it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I
0: think that's that's a part where I think here this that's where where the understanding of buying prints is not necessarily that's not necessarily the part in Germany the aspect of no. Germany. Uh, whereas I, I I feel that uh, or I've the feeling that in the United States prints are also just bought because You build up a collection of prints. Uh, I mean, if you look at, uh, I mean, some of the some of the the artists that make prints. uh, We talked about this. uh, They're basically printing their own money. They're releasing an edition of 150, 450, uh, bringing them out on a certain of time, and five minutes later, they're all sold, like yeah. like Leon Peterson or uh, Shepherd Fairy, yeah. You know? And yeah. the London Police yeah, I think did Shef- that. Too, Shepherd yeah. Fairy did like yeah. weekly prints, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and that's—I don't think that people buy them to hang them. But I think also think that people just no, you want to—you want to you like, be a part of it as well, yeah.
1: and especially with somebody like Shepherd Fairy, who's mm-hmm. like a cultural icon and and uh, has got his own place in history in in what this scene. Like you want to be a part of that some yeah. way somehow and. And also at the price point of prints, you can you can be it. a part of that. You can be a part yeah. of it. And you can be an extensive part of that because mm-hmm. you don't have to just, like you can buy a couple of them and, and you can rotate as well. Like what I, because I mean, all the prints that we make with the John, like I have at home, of course. So right. I have one, like one frame hanging in the office. And every time there's a new print, I just put up the new print. Okay. And then uh, that's how I rotate at yeah, home. And, nice. um, so it's with
0: prints, it's just, it's just, Accessible for people, yeah. yeah. But the jaunt would also work like a, with a subscription, right?
1: Yeah, we ha- actually we have a, an ambassador program where we have um, we offer the chance to to become a jaunt ambassador, and then uh, you get uh, so we do eight print trips a year. You get eight prints um, for the and you pay for the whole year, get a good price on it, and okay. uh, we have uh, like. The, usually between like five and ten people per year that have that but they don't like they don't even know which artists are gonna go yet so they're so, but
0: they're collecting the John. Yeah, yeah yeah they're collecting John the yeah. and collecting and supporting yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's for me personally as somebody who's is running a gallery for quite some time and who lives off um being an artist uh, myself uh, it's always i'm always curious to find out how and why people buy art um, yeah especially that and how other people sell and and make
1: money and yeah, yeah. i think
0: i think i have i have i have a good understanding of how you make get, can make money with this and i but i but I, for me it's uh it's very interesting if you it's from region from, from region to region from project to project yeah. it's different if you go to an art fair in the united states everybody knows that is a marketplace yeah so, of course, there's a lot of people coming around and just, you know, looking at stuff. But you also know that probably every second or third person is a serious potential buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then you have, like, a, like like gallery openings. And now a lot of these gallery openings have become huge events with, yeah. you know, hundreds of people. Yeah, walking. it's like a social they're, thing. they're like a social yeah. thing. And if you, in some of these uh, exhibitions, if you ask people on the bar having a beer, what's your favorite artwork? They're just like... I don't know. Artwork, artwork. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like totally different the approach to you know so how people get into uh, into buying it. I think telling and hearing uh, telling stories about how you know I buy art, why I bought art, uh, uh, and also telling stories about how other people bought art, like the Mm -hmm. first artwork somebody bought. Do you remember the first artwork that I bought? Wow. That's. No, not really. I mean, I've, I've we've been I've, yeah, my, we've been buying art um, for a long time, um, and oh, I can't really remember which was mm. the first one. Uh, also, because you know, when you're a young artist, a lot of the art at home in your place is something that you have made or you've traded with somebody. Yeah, and, you, a you lot know, of so, trades with yeah, friends. A and lot, stuff, I mean, of course, I, yeah. I, I come I come from a time when 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 sketchbooks were were um, were big so you always had your sketchbook with you. And yeah so you had a lot of artists drawing it, in you your know, sketchbook. You other people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you had a drawing in that and you know so but I, I don't really don't really remember. Uh, it probably was a print. Yeah, I bought it some I museum recall, like, the, somewhere. The f-
1: one of the first like artworks that I bought was um, it was like at a, an art student like art fair mm-hmm. and um, it was a drawing of a trash can mm-hmm. and I think it said something along the lines of um, mm-hmm. it's funny uh, to uh, spend so much time doing uh, on something that you hate the idea of. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I really liked it. just really connected with me. And, and I was talking with the artist and I don't think he ever made a sale. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, I don't know what it costs. Like, you're like I don't know, between 20 and 30 euros. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, I'll give you 25. And uh, I, I remember that one yeah. was I got a couple my stuff. first like real perch- art purchase. Yeah.
0: Right. yeah I don't know the last 15 years I've, I buy at other galleries too of course mm-hmm. um, but of course if you have uh, so many exhibitions and work with so many artists I you know you buy from a lot of your shows as well Yeah, um, keep some work that you're really into but I mean, sometimes the only reason why I don't have artworks from all the artists that I've shown that I've shown with Helium Cowboy is because uh, you've been working for 15 years and I've you've had hundreds working, yeah, of yeah, artists yeah but I still sometimes I think that would be nice to have uh, of course yeah but I, uh, it's it's impossible because, uh, I mean, I, you know, probably the one artwork that me and my wife agree upon buying from that show is the one that we sell the first. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then it would be about cannibalizing your business and yeah. taking out the best works. That's also yeah. not just, you know, very fair. Also, we have a connection to the artists. Uh, hopefully for a long time, and then eventually there will something may end up yeah. you know, on our walls. But also it would be too much, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just storage. Yeah, yeah. but issue. I know. I mean, the the prints, for example, I have actually let's just figure it out we have one print uh, we have in our living room, uh, that's actually by Shepard Ferry. All right. Um, and you know, sort of, I basically, you know, sort of when I began doing exhibitions it was also the time when people started to get uh, you know people like Shepard Ferry started to get attention they mm-hmm. were not big that at that time they no. basically grew with us you know we all grew big together at the yeah. same time and some remained really big and others just you know continued doing mm-hmm. their business um, or not uh, and that print is actually I've never been interested in prints by him but only that one and that is a special story because uh, when uh, Henry Rollins turned 50 yeah Shepherd Ferry, the two prints, um, mm. and uh, I actually stayed up all night to get that one print. Yeah. Because um, a, I like the photo because it's a time they use for that. It's a time uh, when when punk broke. It's a time when when I was still young. Uh, so there's a lot of memories about that. And Black Flag was a very important band, not yeah. just because it was the first band which had a relation to art with Raymond mm-hmm. Pettibon, the, the, the cover art and yeah. the flyer artwork. So that was kind of, that's in my mind. That's part of my, my history. Yeah. So I had to have that print and especially the, the special thing about that print is it's signed by Shepard Ferry, of course, and but Henry. also by Henry Rollins and the photographer. All oh, right. and, that is so for it me. It's pass. like it's a fantastic story yeah. that that print has, and it's you know still in our in our living room. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though it's an eighty dollars print, but I mean it cost me staying up all night to just wait because at that yeah. time, you know. So they even made it so that between four and eight oh, you okay. know, so p. no in exact America, drop time, yeah, you know, yeah So yeah. not an exact drop time. So you're basically re hitting yeah, the, rese- right. the, the reload button on your yeah. browser all the time, you know? <laughs> all night long. Yeah, all night long. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I think if you if you if you manage to actually load you know have a story for the purchase you know that then, yeah. then that is very often a good argument. Uh, of course to, I to think the, the
1: story is always the most yeah. important it doesn't matter what the cost is or what what yeah. the medium is like the the story and your connection to that mm-hmm. story is the most important thing to purchase an artwork.
0: Yeah. Uh. Do you have any I mean we're showing in this exhibition we're showing uh, eight artists well mm-hmm. One Artist is still caught up in customs, yeah. So, yeah. seven and a half, seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> He's here with us in mind and spirit and in a print. Yes, we have a print. Yeah. print. But still, that's uh, you know, okay, that's a, that's another topic. We should invite somebody from DHL, or yeah. That'll be an at interesting some point, talk, in, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is uh, we have Morky who is actually shown with us in 2007, yeah. I think. We have Tim Biscope who's shown with us in 2007, once, both only once, in, mm-hmm. in group shows uh we've always wanted to do something yeah let's do something let's do something and then yeah, maybe, yeah maybe well here we it. are uh we have with with highland who i hope uh to interview tomorrow as well for yeah. another podcast Highland matter yeah it was currently also making a work in hamburg that remains here at uh, the, at the mm-hmm. yeah, uh
1: yeah island is, is has become over the years a very good friend of mine yeah.
0: when i first moved
1: to copenhagen we i was with my girlfriend and we were staying in like in a super tiny apartment and we invited him to come over and he made uh like a piece in our kitchen okay um i don't know why because like the kitchen was tiny to begin with and and like it was amazing and and we kept a few of the the wood pieces and and have brought that with us over the years um but yeah that was that was good times yeah so yeah i've been i've known highland for years um and we've worked together on different projects, and he had, he's used to run a couple of galleries in Amsterdam. So he's he has a new one again now, new space. And um, to he runs Andenken. And Undenken, yeah. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Andenken, oh, yeah, the German Andenken. Well. Okay. yeah. And um, so yeah, we've worked together, and um, we've also uh, we've done a John trip with Evan Hecox mm-hmm. and at the same time he came to the Netherlands. He stayed in Utrecht for his trip. and mm-hmm. at the same time, he had an exhibition with Highland, um, so we were able to connect that together. Um, so yeah, very glad that he's part of the show here now again as well. Yeah.
0: Actually, staying in his camper van in the backyard of the gallery here. Yeah?
1: True camper life. Yeah,
0: life. Yeah, true camper life. That's good. You know, um, Who else did we have in the show? We have Laura Berger. She's we have Laura from- Berger.
1: She is from Chicago, okay. uh, at least that's where she lives. I'm not, I'm not sure if she's born and raised in Chicago, but she's from Chicago. She's. Uh, I met her a couple of years ago when... I didn't meet her personally then, but I think when I was in Chicago to do the show at Vertical Gallery, we, like, I fell upon her work and we were able to do a trip, when was this? I think last year, early last year. And it's been yeah great success. We did a show with her as well in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, where she made a couple of original pieces for that. And um, yeah, she's a joy to work with and she's got a great following online, very supportive uh, group of people that follow her work. And uh, yeah, so.
0: so then we have Kristen Texera.
1: Yeah, Kristen send. Texera. She um, she's from New York, but she's all over the place as well. She just, had, she, I think, just last month she had a residency in uh, Arizona in the states. Um, and she she's the one who went to Newfoundland, Canada. Mm-hmm. Actually, talking about exotic locations, when I first suggested locations to her, I think we were talking about Barbados okay. and like tropical islands kind of yeah. stuff, and she was just like. I don't really want to go there like that's not my that's not my thing mm-hmm. so we found uh, Newfoundland in Canada which is a lot more sort of rugged mm-hmm. nature not tropical mm-hmm. island life yeah, um, I, mean, I,
0: I can relate to that I, you
1: know yeah and that's way more way more up thing and um, she had an amazing trip we like she's Flew into, I don't know the name of the city anymore, but we uh, rented a car for her and she was just able to, for four days, just cr- crisscross all over the island, stay at different places, and
0: um, yeah. She works uh, she works abstract more than any yeah. of the other artists, or Walton works abstract
1: Well Well, yeah, the last year or so, we dabbed a little bit more into abstract works, like Kristen Teixeira, but also uh, hence um, former graffiti artist Alex Brewer, or mm-hmm. former, I think he's still graffiti artist, but Alex Brewer from Atlanta. Tim Biscop is working more and more abstract. So right. like Vincent de Boer in a way as well, yeah, was also, on the also show, part yeah. of the show. Yeah. He's also a, from the Netherlands? He's from the Netherlands as well, yeah. He has a strong uh, history and background in uh, calligraphy, yeah. but has is pushing that beyond letters. And um, I think that's where it becomes really interesting.
0: Um, I think it's on his website where he has the brush he paints, the work with... Underneath the image of the work, I think on its web. I think it's saw that on its web. Could
1: be, you know, yeah, it could be. It's like because it's always
0: like very wide brushes. That brushes. yeah, yes, it's like, the, like this like, cartography style of, of, you know. Brush yeah,
1: brushes. I was at his studio a couple of weeks ago, and he just has, yeah, amazing amount of brushes. You, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like I, I, you know, so we take pride in the amount of clamps we have. You know, to yeah. fix wood, and these yeah. people have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking about, but
1: like, we've our 10th trip we did with uh, Niels Schuh Millman, that's yeah. Dutch calligraphy. Okay. Uh, he's probably Callie the most famous
0: one in this calligraphy part.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like the godfather yeah. of calligraphy. Okay. He started this 10 years ago and made a whole scene out of it. And um, he's going to go on a John Alumni trip in May. Okay. Um, and like, if you come to his studio and the collection, not only brushes, like whatever can hold ink. Mm-hmm. He'll ha- like he'll be like oh, huh, I could I could I could use that. Uh, he picked up like he goes to garden centers and he's like huh, uh, ink can go
0: in there. It will come <laughs> out. Like, <laughs> I can use that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, especially when you have super wide brushes. You need like buckets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I think you know. I mean, do you get to to um, to visit artist studios a lot? Just before I go into that, do we have? to forget any artists? Oh yeah, we forgot. A.K. Corleone. A.K. Corleone. Yeah,
1: I can't. Help, but pronounce it Corleone. Yeah, oh, he's a um, Portuguese and a big Godfather yeah. movie fan, and yeah, that's obviously, a, that's where his like AKA Corleone is his um, graffiti name. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, he uh, went to Sicily, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, of yeah, had to visit Corleone, the city, and and the history of of the mafia. Did he paint there? I think he painted there.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, definitely, he painted mafia. some some like backyard and walls and mm-hmm. stuff and derelict yeah, cool. buildings and things. Yeah. Yeah. You had to, you had sure. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and that's all the artists in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then artist studios. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I tried to, mm-hmm. but we work with artists from all over the place right now. Yeah. So I can't, um, but usually like if like back in last November, I was in San Francisco um, and then I try to visit as many art studios and people mm-hmm. that I've worked with over the past. And um, it's also I think it's sometimes also interesting. I sometimes feel a little bit weird if I don't know the person or I haven't worked mm-hmm. with the person yet. So it's like, hey, can I come by your studio and just hang out? And yeah. um, so sometimes I think it's nicer to have worked together already before and then meet the artist. For example, Kristen, like we'd worked before, and then I met her last November in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I know it seems easier in a way or less awkward, potentially awkward.
0: Yeah, I mean I know a lot of artists that are happy when when you know, when we do studio visits. You know, it's just not uh, well, possible all the time because yeah. of course distance and stuff like that. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: and then I sometimes I have a thing where because I have this project, and if I uh-huh, like approach artists uh-huh. from this project out, like I. I don't want to do that, and then decide not to work with them, and then be like, "Oh, like we do this project," and then, so you, "Oh, we don't want to work with you." I don't know. It feels so. Your approach is your
0: mind is set on an artist, and then you approach them. So not to, yeah, not, not to uh, create any expectations. Then
1: yeah. Uh, so I'll like if I like an artist that I've I've never seen or worked with before, like I use I follow them for a while and and look at their work and see what they're yeah. doing, and um, if everything is, goes right, like or. If, if all the puzzle pieces fall into the right place, mm-hmm. then and when I see the opportunity to work together, then I'll reach out. Um,
0: but yeah, well, any artists you really want to work with that has not gotten back to you or Barry McGee? Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: At yeah. Templeton. Um. Like yeah, some like there's a couple of artists on my list. Like those two are like my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, there's artists that usually everybody replies. Like some mm-hmm. don't sure. have the time or like because of also, again, of the price point of our project, like for some artists, it just yeah. doesn't yeah. relate anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like we offer a trip to wherever they want to go and yeah. they don't have to really do anything. Yeah. So for some artists, it's just a nice free vacation. Mm. Have you worked with a German artist? Um, I my, maybe not. Maybe not.
0: Well, it's, I mean, the John is a project that's not finishing, ending this year. No, right no, it's something that you plan to continue for a long time. I hope to. Yeah, when mm. we first like, so we number all of our
1: all of our trips, mm-hmm. and uh, from the beginning on, it's always been three digits, so zero zero one, mm-hmm. and now so we've got room. For to go to beyond a hundred, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so nine hundred ninety
0: nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, but that, there may be the max. of Chris, there may be a point where you just say, "Well, God, I'm just, um, I'm just, I need to replace that chair." It's just, yeah, that's it's always, the chair thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, screws, yeah. yeah, I know they're old. Try to bungle my feet in the air. Yeah, yeah. no, that's okay. It's just <laughs> you yeah, know,
1: um, but yeah, I. Like, hopefully, in a way, in some time, like I'll be done with it. Like it'd be yeah. nice. I I think a project always needs to have an end. Mm-hmm. Um. But we do 10 trips a year now. Yeah. We've been working five, and, we'll, like, and the, at the end of this year we'll hit 50. Um, so I, realistically, I think we could go up to 100. Are you going to
0: celebrate the 50? Uh,
1: one artist has said that if we ever get to 50, then he'll pull in with all the other artists and get me on a trip.
0: Sure. I don't know if he still remembers that. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's a very nice idea, though. I think that's a really nice yeah. idea.
1: There's a there's there's been one trip yeah. where I did join, okay. and that was actually uh, David Schillinglaw. Oh, All yeah. right, uh, we invited him to come to uh, Denmark, mm-hmm. and he stayed uh, in my Danish family's uh, summer house. Oh, nice! And um, it's a place where I don't know if you're there alone, you'll either you'll go crazy or you won't find the supermarket, and, mm-hmm. and you'll starve, and uh, you won't make it back. So I've, yeah. I figured it'd be nice, and and. Uh, as they say in in Danish, huglid mm-hmm. to to be together, um, and uh, we had a great time. It was like it was like I've seen artists work before, but it was mm-hmm. very um, it was very nice to be part of the creative process or the creative
0: process, and, and to be. He's a, a very open that. guy, so you can actually sit next to him when he paints. Yeah, you know, so to talk you through it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you know I like his approach too, and, his and I think actually yeah. like like David
1: Schiller, he's... These, He gets a lot of impulses in and Mm -hmm. he translates all of that within his head. And um, that's where I think a lot of his great work comes out Mm -hmm. because like it's just all over the place. And I think actually at that summer house, like for the, I think he was there for three or four days. Like he was the most... Like you, you could really tell that the nature and the solitude of the place mm-hmm. really brought him down, and just really brought it all back to the essence. Yeah. And then on the last day, we went into town, and it was like, oh, "All right, great! There's impulses again everywhere. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" Um, so it's really, it was really special to witness that as well—the mm-hmm. the immediate impact that the surroundings had on yeah. him and, and him. <coughs> Sorry.
0: I think it's he's one of actually the artists where it's very very important that they have these kind of inputs for their work or mm. not important but it's just part of what he's doing. And, yeah, uh, I think what
1: he actually does yeah.
0: is translating all the
1: impulses that he has back into his art. Mm-hmm. And so the, yeah, you'll see an immediate response.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, how was uh, how successful was his print? Because he's got a, he's probably got a good followership for, it's, for it's prints. It's sold out right? by now. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, we I we didn't sell out all the way but over like i think we sold like like 30 or 40 in mm-hmm. uh, in pre-sale and then uh, yeah, it was sold out by now yeah
0: well oh, that's good yeah that's
1: we good. have one hanging still in the summer house as well
0: huh. yeah yeah well you should have a piece of him in the summer house yeah 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 also it's still very affordable but it's also one of the artists that produces so much that if you go you can't go crazy with the prices of, and you don't have to but I think there's uh, there's some artists where you can say basically there's a there's a shilling law for everyone Mm-hmm. I think he's producing enough that everyone who's interested in his work can yeah. also afford. Well, of course, he has larger pieces that are more expensive. But I mean, the, I mean, when he was here for his exhibition, yeah, because he had a solo exhibition here, right? His solo it exhibition here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He created a lot of new work just here, you know, small pieces. I think on years ago I was
1: yeah. in Hamburg once, and I was maybe trying to find the gallery, mm-hmm. and that was around that time, and maybe I didn't find it. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah, I also remember being at EDM Cowboy once at a totally different space.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to describe it. Yeah, the this story, is our third space. And we've, what we've always done, um, we didn't call it that then. We always did pop-up. We did exhibitions at different uh, uh, locations when, yeah. when, the, when the artists on the artwork called for it. Or when, you know, sort of like we have, we've played uh, in a couple of different spaces. Did in, you ever have
1: a space like Black Walls?
0: Yeah, because I think that's why it was okay. But that was not an official gallery. Okay, you mean the, I don't know. This I mean in 2008, not that was too early, right? for 2008 we had that was probably too early. Yeah. yeah, that was like we had this huge exhibition down at the Bieber House at the Hauptbahnhof. That was like 1,600 square okay. meters of uh, no. an insane place, insane show too. But before when we moved in this place, actually the the construction uh, part was not done when we've already moved out Mm -hmm. of our old space (laughs) and we had a storage space that was quite big and just around the corner and had just black walls and the windows were black. Mm -hmm. And that was basically our address at that point. Maybe it was that place then. So, uh, we, we let people in, but it was just nothing. We had two desks. Yeah. We had a, we had a bar in there and a fridge. Um, and we had all the artwork stored. And at that time we even had, we had so much work (laughs) and storage. Um, and because uh, that was 2000, you know, sort of nine, that was like, we're still like business was go- declining rapidly mm-hmm. at that point. But the years before it was so huge that we've been yeah. shipping artwork around the world all the time, went right. to all the art fairs and stuff like that. So, but we used that as a storage facility for some time. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, and that was actually quite comfortable, but that was for six months, six, seven months. We didn't okay. have a gallery space. No so kind of nomadic gallery. Yeah, at that time we, we did we did uh, three private events in there. Private in the sense that we didn't want to do exhibitions there, public exhibitions there, and create uh, attention for the space because yeah. it's just like a temporary, and mm. it was not. I don't think. Yeah, you not the want to invest that. too yeah. much
1: time and effort into it. Then. So we did. We had like uh, we have a photographer
0: that I uh, work with. That's uh, Joe Fisher, and he has a project where he invites people to sit at his table, which he carries around with him in the car. Right. Always the same setup, So mm-hmm. It's a small table, so everybody sits on a chair, and he kneels in front of. And takes that photo from the same perspective, the All same right. background cloth, and uh, well, the same desk basically. Everybody just comes there and you know, be yourself and sit on the desk yeah. and takes that photo. And he's done hundreds and hundreds wow. of people on that desk. Yeah. So we did uh, on that table. Um, Fischer Bitte zu Tisch was the name of the problem, uh, right. you know, sort of like he invites you to the table. It's and so, in that project, we did in there, but also just like by you know, word yeah. of mouth, you know, sort of knew someone who knew someone, yeah. So that was yeah. nice, but uh, not having a space is, is interesting as a gadget. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> these, these days I know a lot of people who don't have a have yeah, a, have it a space. It creates new challenges. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a it was a it was a crazy spot too. Um, but uh, I was you know close to this. Uh, but that also is you know then you are with this space on Google, and until you change yeah. Google changes to this place, people won't find you because everybody navigates just you know by an uh, iPhone smartphone or whatever um but yeah but these days a lot of people actually take the concept of uh, of ha- having a gallery without a space
1: yeah i mean in 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 a way that's sort of the john like yeah. we don't we most although we focus mostly on on prints but like a lot of people ask me also i was like where are you based it's like i oh, don't it's not really relevant like we like i live in Copenhagen but when we work with European artists, mm-hmm. we print in the Netherlands. When we work with American artists, we print in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, so you don't have
0: a little small
1: storefront no. store in, no. in Copenhagen. No, we don't need it either because I mean we sell so much overseas yeah. that and like, online,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true, that whole
1: question of where are you based, I mm-hmm. feel like, becomes more and more irrelevant. And like, so you work from your home, or yeah, you've got a little home office and uh, yeah, take care about. of the kids. Yeah,
0: while the wife makes some money. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's a good concept. That's, the, that's my retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody who lives, lives in art should find a, a spouse that has a has, a has a real job, yeah. and I don't have to be rich, but at least you know, you know something steady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah. well, how to survive with art is a totally different topic. Yeah, although of course it always comes up next we talk, week you know? on the podcast. Yeah, next week on the podcast. How to survive <laughs> as an artist or as well as somebody who runs a nice project like the Jaunt. You know, I think, but I, you know, but you are. It's probably like you, it's probably even has. Um, is you know, is there any other project like the John? Are there any people that uh, try to make something like this also happen? Because I mean, a big, a big company, a big brand could go. That's a fantastic project. Say you're yeah. a sneaker company, and then you say, "Well, that's a fantastic project. Let's do that. It's yeah. also cheap, and we can refinance it."
1: Yes, but. The like, as I know right now, there isn't a project quite like the John. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, years ago, I, there was a, a Dutch series of uh, that would send out musicians to, like, little summer houses. And they would mm-hmm. go, like, three or four musicians mm-hmm. and create, like, a record in, in a week or something. Okay. Um, but, like, art and print-related-wise, I don't think there is. isn't. there's tons of different print projects out there. Um, but a lot of them are just, like, well, we just invite artists and we make prints. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And I yeah. think we have we are we have a great unique selling point that then makes us stand apart from everything else.
0: Um, but like I don't see a big brand maybe approaching you saying here a couple of millions so and we take over.
1: Well would you object no, to that? Not really. But what <laughs> I would be interested in in is uh, I mean, if there's a sneaker brand that wants to do something, I can curate it for mm-hmm. you. Like, sure. I, I'll set it up and then yeah. it can be curated by the John. Then I don't know. We send, like, I know people who like sneakers mm. to sneaker factories or whatever. I don't know. Like, besides the John, like, it's not the only thing that I do Like to make money. Like, yeah. I, I have my own company, which is like an art agency. And um, I work with commercial clients and, and, and we um, find the right artist for the right project. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I work together with Unruly Gallery. Gallery in uh, in Amsterdam. We're mm-hmm. based out of Amsterdam. Their online gallery from uh, actually from Neil Sh- Um So like I have a different, couple of different projects, which are so. all still within the art world. So they feed one another, and mm-hmm. I get introductions to the one artist here, and can use them for this. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, if if you have money, and uh, call me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, talking of uh, not talking of money talking about quality um, the prints that's kind of uh, you said there's a lot of people now who have print projects but your prints are all silkscreen prints yes you we produce them in Copenhagen hand
1: pulled uh, silkscreen prints uh, always an edition of 50 and when we work with European artists mm-hmm. we print in uh, Utrecht in the okay. Netherlands uh, with our printer Joris Dix mm-hmm. um, who has been with us from the start and it's been amazing um, and then because when we work with American artists, mm-hmm. there's just a logistic problem of sure. like all the prints are signed and numbered by the artist. Mm-hmm. So when we have an American artist going to Europe, then goes back, then we need to make the prints and send them to America and mm-hmm. back again. And then half of them are sold in the States, so they need to go back again.
0: Yeah, that's and stupid.
1: That's so we started working with the printer in Chicago, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Kovacs, and um, she's also amazing and she takes care of all of our printing yeah. from American artists. So then we only have to, it's just easier, easier logistics wise. Sure. Uh,
0: we have, uh, we have reached uh, the magic hour. Is I, that an hour already? Yeah. It's always in, you know, sort of, uh, I like, I don't know, I have no experience with podcasts except for listening and making a few. What are some of the podcasts uh, you listen to? Do you, do you know of any good, great art podcasts? well i'm I'm uh, my my the, the podcast that I listen to almost everything he does is uh, what the fuck with Mark Maron I think he's the he's the god of mm-hmm. all podcasters he's a comedian from America and not only has he I think already 800 900 podcasts out he's been doing it for a while he's also interviewed people such as Barack Obama. And, all
1: right i usually not a big and fan of, like, American comedy podcasts. Oh, but he's so good. Podcasts. Oh, no,
0: no. He's, he's not comedy. I mean, he's a comedian, but yeah. he's so deep and he's so okay. good. And if I ever am 2% as good as he is in podcasting, then that's basically I can stop. I can, yeah. yeah. He's really good. But anyway, that's just, like, that's me being a fan. Yeah. Fanboy. Um 50 year old fanboy of a 53 year old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I like to listen. for, I mean, of course, you know, we're going to the football game in, a, in, yeah. a, in about half an hour uh, to St. Pauli. I, I listen to the Milan Tone, which is like the, the, the podcast uh, that goes before games, after games. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, then these guys sometimes talk for three and a half hours. But that's nice on the bike. Um, yeah. I like to listen, of course, NBA, the starters, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there are a few. Um, I like sometimes I like to listen to Vantage Point Radio. That's Yeah, uh, that's, a yeah, podcast. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, they have always good names. They yeah. have a good uh, good, uh, good access to that. From Berlin, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and if it's an artist that I'm interested in, I like to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have that one as well. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. So there's there's a lot out there. I mean, it's probably sometimes difficult to find the right ones for yeah. you. But just it
1: it it has been something that I've been thinking about the last few months, mm-hmm. of maybe. Doing trying to set up like a podcast thing with every artist who returns from a trip. Yeah, but I, I, because they're over there, wherever they live, and I'm over here. Well, I you just can do this
0: Skype, of course. Yeah,
1: but the quality and
0: yeah, for me this is this is this is an ex- this is basically one of the backgrounds why I want to do the podcast and also in this setting, like just the two of us sitting here, yeah. not a background of people, not through Skype or anything, not on the road. Uh, just um, this is because we're just talking here, like we've been talking all week when we're sitting yeah, exactly, up the show. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, and there's like an extension of the bar, basically where we yeah. stand and have. Yeah, a it's an not an like a Q and A. It's yeah,
1: it's yeah. a conversation. And
0: yeah, and and that's that's what I like because I think there's some interest in other people to listen to that as well. But I think if you go beyond one hour, it's long. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I easily listen to longer podcasts, mm-hmm. but like yeah, maybe can't just, listen to it, it in one setting yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can talk for hours. Yeah, <laughs> people do know me. No, <laughs> I mean, time.
1: it's good that we got the football game coming up, so there is an endpoint. Yeah, there's an endpoint. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it's good you you made you came over, all the way from Copenhagen on the train that goes on the boat. The train goes on the boat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight and uh, the next trips. Yeah, and yeah, and I can recommend some German artists. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah, all right, okay, thank you. Thank you.